Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week, I got to sit down with the one and only Jelly Roll, who is truly just on fire right now. He just celebrated a number one song on top of the rock chart. He's currently on top of the country music chart, which is something I don't think he ever thought that he would say. So we got to talk all about that crazy, incredible milestone. We also talked about how much his life has changed since his documentary Save Me came out at the end of May. If you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend checking that out. We got to talk all about tour, his family renewing his vows with his wife, Bunny. We talked all about this really beautiful New York Times article article that someone wrote about Jelly and about how his music is so healing and saving people. If you haven't read that, highly recommend that as well. I truly enjoyed this conversation with Jelly Roll as I always do. And I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Joining us all this week on the Superstar Power Hour, Mr. Jelly Roll. Yes, baby! Back with Katie. (laughs) Dude, I am, I mean, I don't, you know where I'm at, dude. I'm here celebrating on the brink of having another number one at Country Radio. I'm I'm, I'm elated. You're elated. (laughs) I want to make sure I get this right because I feel, I thought this was such a cool milestone for you to hit that need a favor going number one on the Country Star. Already been number one on the rock chart. For two weeks. This was the first song to ever have a hit on both charts in the top ten. Yes, at Whoa. the same time. Complete dude, as a kid reading Billboard magazines in juvenile, because we'd get that kind of reading material. Mm-hmm. And now having like little small pieces of Billboard history, like having the longest yeah. running streak for being the emerging artist. <laughs> you know, like these little yeah. things that are like and that's crazy, dude. I, I never just, thought I'd even be in like, I thought I'd maybe at best would be in Ripley's Believe It or Not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd Guinness the, Book of World Yeah, Records. Guinness ate the most donut holes or something. I figured, you know, worse. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I feel like it's got to be really cool, though. Like, you have all these goals that you set that I'm sure you want to hit. But then I imagine that there are some kind of milestones like this one that you probably like weren't expecting that come up like that. Oh, it's all the time. Stuff you don't even know exists. Yeah. You know, things that are just, somebody said, are you living your dream right now? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I would have never been confident to dream this big. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, that's why now my preach, my pitch to kids is whatever you're dreaming right now is too small, man. You know, you have no clue. You might, the, well, you, like things that I thought were mountains, God made look like speed bumps. Right. So it's so funny how that works. But I'm, yeah, I couldn't even have dreamed the success that's happening in my life right now. But now the things that are happening... How do you take your own advice on that? And how are you dreaming bigger? Oh, like, dude, what's the next I, thing? Madison Square Garden. Yes! Oh, I keep thinking about <laughs> going to MSG. I just keep having this dream of being like a fat Billy Joel. And just having my big, you know, because like he said, these so many iconic Madison Square moments. Um, 
you know, I want to play the stadium in my hometown one day. It's yeah. a big dream. You know, I just go into that. Getting to play it at CMA Fest gave me the bug. I bet. Right? Just getting to go out there and stand in the middle of 65,000 and go. So amazing. Man, this is crazy. You know, this is this is my home stadium, too, as a Titan guy. So, But I want to do films and movies and stuff, too. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I'm dreaming. I'm telling you, I'm dreaming. They let me in the what, door. Like, now I'm your, dreaming, dude. What's your ideal <laughs> acting role? Like, what would you want to do? I'd want to do something funny. Because, yeah. yeah, it's like, I think my music's so heartfelt and, you know, somewhat, I don't want to say intense, but very cathartic. Yes. That I would like to try to, I believe that the two greatest medicines are music and humor. Yes. You know, like for me, like when I'm really down, music helps me. If I'm really, really down, I'll throw on like a Burt Kreischer special. Yeah, I was like, what's your type of humor? Of like, what's your dark, thing? Dark. Dark. <laughs> bad. I'll listen to Jessel Nickets. The people would hate me if they knew what I really love. I mean, I like the bad stuff because I believe that art should make people uncomfortable. Mm. And I believe that art should create conversation. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I think the comedy club is the most exemplary of that as far as like kind of anything goes, no yeah. holds bar. Because I believe the rule in comedy should be this. Either everything's on the line or nothing is. Mm, Meaning you should point. be able to make a joke about anything, you, the most messed up thing you can in this room, you should be able to do that. Or you shouldn't be able to do anything. I think it's one of the last places that free speech really exists. That's very true. What Would you ever do stand-up? Oh, no. Those no? dudes are wizards. <laughs> no, man. I've hung out with... I think I'm funny, and I think I'm going to do stand-up until I went and spent a night with Joe Rogan at his comedy club. It's until really intimidating. I go hang out with Burt Kreischer and Nate Bargatze and all these big comedian <laughs> right. friends I have, and you watch them do their thing, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm not close to being as funny as you are." Right. The thing that blows my mind is like, I'm like, "How do you?" It's essentially like memorizing like a 90 minute monologue, and I'm like, "How?" Yes. How and being do you able do that? to time it based on the rhythm of the room. Yeah. Like just like every room feels different. So no one like I know that just as an entertainer. Yeah. I get to hide behind a six piece band <laughs> and a bunch of production. These dudes are being Dave, Nate Bargazzi from Nashville was talking about playing a Bridgestone. He he holds the record there for attendance and nobody will ever beat it because he pretty much literally put like an eight foot by eight foot stage in the middle of it and just stood there and told <laughs> so jokes. Small. You know what I mean? It's like and if we joke about it because I'm like, you know, we're here. We are taking out 10 band members in production, burlesque dancers right. and fire. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's just up there like, so, went to the grocery store, you know, and just, just killing. You know, it's awesome. I love that. Right before I came in here, I was reading this really beautiful opinion piece about you in the New York Times that someone just put out. Can Jelly Roll heal the broken broken mm. soul of America? Which is a hell of a headline. Man, what did you think of this? What an article. Like, yeah. I'm still a, like, because I grew up reading magazines. So I romanticized that as a child. Like, that was one of my dreams. Like, mm. you know, like as a kid, you're like, I wonder if somebody ever wrote about me, how would it be? And then I, I got a billboard cover and I got to watch Melinda write about me. And it was mm. like, so, like, seeing it from the, that perspective and reading this was the, probably one of the most mind blowing ones because there was no interview involved. Yeah. No publicist said, hey, there's a New York Times piece. It, like, everybody was just like, yo, you're on a big New York Times piece. It's kind of getting spread around. It's a really like beautiful title, even just reading that and seeing that. And I feel like you've had such a profound effect on so many people through your music. What has it been like for you being on the receiving end of that, like hearing stories from so many people? Man, it just feels like I'm living a purpose. It's just a constant reminder. Because some days you get so muddled with mm. the stuff in the business that even like as you get more successful, sometimes purpose can get lost. Like mm -hmm. I'm one of the lucky artists that gets to constantly be reminded of my purpose and my reason, which is why when I write songs, it's so fresh in my mind because I think of that woman that just told me that story back.
backstage. Mm-hmm. Or I think of the sign at the North Dakota, or the Valparaiso Porter County Fair three nights ago, four nights ago, a lady held up a, a picture of her daughter who died of a fentanyl overdose, mm-hmm. an accidental fentanyl overdose. And the sign that the one next to her held said, we had tickets to your show. She couldn't make it. We came. Mm-hmm. And you're like. <laughs> mm, Jelly. And you're like, man, we're touching people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's like, it gets to constant reminder of purpose. Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine. And I feel like this entire album has been such a beautiful work of art. I, I want to know from you, like how you feel, how it's been received, or has there been anything about this that surprised you or even like overwhelmed you the way people reacted to it? Um, I think the most surprising part of it for me is performing new songs and like, a big percentage of the crowd knowing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like, you know, I'm talking about like brand, like songs that came yeah. out on the album five weeks ago and they're like singing word for word, like, you know, track number eight. Yeah. You know, and that's like, it's old school. It just feels kind of like an old school thing happening. That's the cool part, man. That's amazing. And the album came out at the same time that the doc dropped like yeah. within a couple of days. How do you feel like life or things have changed since people have seen this whole like, whole side of you I feel like this was really like not revealing I'm trying to think of the right word like I felt like it was such a good way to get to know you and your story and I just wonder like has anything changed like oh you've noticed first of all man everything is different than it was even just last summer like I just think about me and you doing our mental health talk in this same room and that was a summer ago right that was last summer was it last summer or the summer yeah maybe last summer yeah, it was definitely That's last crazy. summer. crazy. No, it was 100% last year. Absolutely. That feels like yesterday and four years ago. Yeah, for sure. Because we've seen each other, you know, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. stuff since then. But, like, to think about the last time we got to sit down and do this together. Mm-hmm. And everything's changed, you know. Yeah. Uh, in every good way possible, a couple of bad ways possible, but that's cool too. I expected that. You can't expect God to give you this much of a blessing right. without a small burden. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how that works. Even Paul complained about what he called the thorn in his side, whatever that affliction was Paul had. But man, it's it's been nothing short of incredible. And I think the biggest thing too is that I'm being able to change people's lives even outside of the music now like with yeah. the story on Hulu that did so much for me and now just hiring people like I get to hire all my friends to work yeah. for me so that's cool you know I'm getting to take dudes off the street and give them second chances and it's really cool man that's really that's amazing and the doc titled Save Me now you've re-released this song with Lainey yes talk a little bit about like some of the stories you hear from people about this song man first of all this song changed my life first I mean I never mm-hmm. thought I would have a bigger song than this and thank God he's blessed me with a few since then but to see the impact it's had I mean they named the whole documentary after it but mm-hmm. then Lainey coming in yeah. and Krista Roser who helps to style me for like events and stuff because I'm a big dude and I have to get custom clothes and Krista's just the best she said this to me and it stuck with me one night she said I love that song from the moment I heard it but it hit so much different when I heard it from the perspective of a woman mm. and at that moment I was like wow What's so crazy is that wasn't even in my strategic thought pattern. I wasn't yeah. thinking that way. I was thinking like, man, I think Laney could really voice this to a demographic that needs to hear it that might not have heard it yet or that I think Laney has the ability to put this in households it hasn't been to yet that it could help. Because my thing was, if this my song's already helped this many people, yeah. I wonder how many more it could help if I had the right person help spread the message and awareness with me. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I never thought about just the simplicity of like even people the song had already touched heard it differently from the perspective of a woman. Gosh, I would have never thought about that. But yeah, I feel like I even probably like subliminally listened to it differently mm-hmm. than I did before. It's That's crazy. so wild. You're also getting ready to go out on the Backroad Baptism Tour. Oh, yeah. Talk about what you're most excited about for this. Oh, dude. The, the crowds. I'm seeing the ticket sales. It's like... Oh, these are big dude, crowds. Yeah, huge. Everywhere. It's... I can't wrap my head around what's happening. Dude, 18,000 people at the North Dakota State Fair two nights wow. ago. It was the record-breaking attendance they've had for a fair that's been there for like 70 years or 60 years or something. Hell, like That's so awesome. We beat Aerosmith by like 27 tickets. Shut up. I'm not making this up. This <laughs> that's is amazing. Like, this is like, it's crazy, which I would never beat Aerosmith in tickets, maybe <laughs> anywhere but North Dakota. But in this one area, yeah. I will always be able to say. So it's like these moments are just, they just keep getting more unreal to me. It's just every day when I think this thing can't get no bigger up, something crazy happens. And you're like, man, this is the friends I'm accumulating. You'd be surprised how many A-list celebrities, like A-list, A-list celebrities reached out to me after the documentary, like people I would have never thought had an hour and a half of their life to do anything and spend it somehow watching a Jelly Roll movie. What was the one that shocked you the most? Um, God, man. One, meeting Garth Brooks and him just being everything people always said he was, was probably Mm -hmm. one of it. You know, The Rock and I have been friends for a while. Him posting my album really surprised me, though. That's amazing. Like, him posting the cover of the album on yeah. the second biggest Instagram on earth. Like, <laughs> he didn't have to do that. He didn't tell me he was doing that. I didn't ask for that. Right. You know what I mean? That was just him being who he is. So these are the things that just never get old. Fat Joe probably was a cool yeah, one. You know what I mean? Amazing. I grew up listening to hip-hop, too, so I love <laughs> it when the hip-hop guys start knowing what's I up. I what's love. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like when Wiz Khalifa knew who I was, I was like, I'm on to something. This is yeah. cool. So it's like uh, Willie Nelson. I met Willie Nelson. God, I can't even I recap the last few weeks. You know, it's like I met yeah. Dolly Parton. I did the ACMs <laughs> with Lainey Wilson. I won three CMT. I've had the wildest year ever. You know, technically, you ready for something that blows my mind as we're yeah. talking about Need a Favor going number one, Katie? Technically... Son of a Sinner went number one this year. So you'll have two with it. I was the first number one of the year. Oh, my God. Or the second number one of the year. I I think I was January 9th, if I remember. That is insane. Yeah. So when you think of it that way, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, we know the song was the biggest in this, you know, last year, but on the record books, people thought I had a big 22. They're going to look at 23 and go, oh, that was wild. I can't wait for 24. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know if I could, man, I couldn't. I still got that, that kid in me just thinks it's all going to disappear tomorrow. That's my own mental no. health battle that I constantly fight where I'm like, oh, it's over. This is it. That's not, that is not what's happening. Oh. There is something I wanted to ask you about that I thought was really cool about coming back to the tour is that Bunny is going to be doing her own meet and Her own meet greets, dude. Go, Bunny, go. <laughs> that is and so she sold awesome. a ton of them. That is so fun. She's like more than 70% sold out of them or something. Isn't that so cool to be able to share this with her? And like, because I feel like a lot of times probably like spouses of artists like have a hard time on the road. Like you're kind of like, you know, you're in the shadows almost. And a lot of people do that and they're fine with it. But like how cool that she gets to like share this with you and that people love her as much as they love you. Yeah, I think it's I think what it is, too, is more of a testament to her story. Um, The Jelly Roll story got a documentary. The Bunny story deserves a feature film. Ooh, you know. I wish she would come out and do this more and tell Mm -hmm. her story to go, you know, like people really understand that what she's been through and how she overcame it and just the soul and her personality. And you see that, by the way, people connect with her just on Instagram and TikTok and 
Facebook, like the, her engagement is just, she gets way more engagement than me. She puts up, gets way more TikTok views on her channel than mine. Like she is just so much more engaging with things. And it, it's just, she deserves every bit of her own identity that she gets. I was laughing at the video you'd posted about cutting your hair where she was like, yes, cut it all off. She yeah. was like so excited. Yeah, I was I was telling somebody, I was talking to my radio team earlier. I was like, why did nobody tell me I was out here looking unkept? I was like, <laughs> it's usually your wife is telling you. I tell my is. fiance all the time, I'm like, yeah. cut your hair. Yes. Yeah, and it was and it's like it's crazy. And I joke is like, why would we not listen to the person we trust the most? <laughs> the person we trust the most is in our house going, You look bad. And you're like, whatever, hater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and then you cut your hair and you're like, I was out here mighty unkept i wish somebody would have just tagged on my thing and my wife's like what do you mean i told you cut your hair in january right (laughs) but it's so true we don't listen and then i know you guys are also going to renew your vows this year we are talk about that well we never actually had an anniversary because we didn't remember what date we got married (laughs) and listen it gets even wilder because of the time of day that we got married the court said we got married on the 30th of august but they didn't file it until the 31st. Okay. And the marriage license people said that it was officially stamped on the 1st. We know we got married between the 30th and the 1st. We just don't Mm -hmm. remember which day at which time anyways. (laughs) So weird because we were partying, drinking in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like a four or five day bender and the marriage just happened in the middle of it. So we're like, let's do this right as adults now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Or as right as one can. And we're going to parade down the Las Vegas Strip to that same little chapel that married us that drunken night. This time sober to remember (laughs) is our deal. And we're going to go kind of renew our vows and, and, and party in Vegas that night like we did seven years ago. Everybody does it at 10 years, but we've heard about the seven year itch. Oh, I like this. You're getting ahead of it. Yeah, I'm like, let's get ahead of this thing, man. Let's just double down on year seven. You know what I'm I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I love that. Jelly, thank you so much for the time today. Katie, it's so you. good to I see you. I love talking to you. I we always go deep, too. but we get funny. It's cool. It's a perfectly rounded interview, and I hope your audience appreciates that. I do a lot of these. Thank you. And I can tell I you they're not that. always as rounded. They're either funny <laughs> or sincere, but they're never funny and sincere. That means a lot to me. I feel like because the first interview we did was so deep that we always yeah. go deep. Yeah, it just naturally <laughs> I'm never having a superficial yeah. conversation. I was like, there's no way I'm crying today. I'm celebrating <laughs> so much stuff in my life. And here we are. <laughs> Jelly Roll, thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.